Hey everyone, and welcome to the Health is Power podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Anna Esperham. I'm an MD, a nationally recognized physician with triple board certifications and special pain, medical intuition training, and so many more certifications in hypnosis, aromatherapy. And I just wanted to let you know as a little special, I have a little gift for you on our website at www.healthispower.com, a little free module sneak peek into our aromatherapy course from our Integrative Women's Wellness Foundation program and it's all about how to use essential oils for aromatherapy, topical blends, diffusion, you name it, including precautions, the science, and actually how to blend. So it's not around forever, so get it while you can at healthispower.com and enjoy the show. And now I'm obligated to tell you our disclaimer that Anna Esperham, MD, is a medical doctor, but she is not your doctor and she is not offering medical advice on this podcast. So if you are in need of professional advice or medical care, you must seek out the services of your own doctor or healthcare professional, as this podcast provides information only and does not provide any financial, legal, medical, or psychological services or advice. And none of the content on this podcast prevents, cures, or treats any mental or medical condition, as you are responsible for your own physical, mental, and emotional well-being decisions, choices, actions, and results. Health is Power LLC disclaims any liability for your reliance on any opinions or advice contained in this podcast. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Health is Power podcast. We have a very special guest with us. I'm super excited um, because she kind of does a lot what I also do, and it is Christina Woods. She is the CEO and founder of Wise Woods Hypnotherapy and Coaching. She has such an interesting background um, that she'll talk to you about, but we're super excited to have her today. We've got lots to talk about and really about kind of empowering us and and being limitless um, as we are super powerful individuals and really overcoming our challenges and um, limiting beliefs. So Christina, welcome. Oh, thank you so much. What a great intro. I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, So you also do hypnosis. So you do hypnotherapy, um, coaching, and tell us a little bit about kind of your background, how you got into this. It's, It's a really interesting kind of pathway that you chose. Yeah, it's not your typical. So I, uh, prior to doing hypnotherapy and I'm a Reiki master. And like you said, coaching, I had a 30 year career in education in the education space. So, um, after, you know, I had, um, did college and what I thought was everything I should do and, um, checked every little box that I was told to do Had the picket fence and marriage and two kids and the dog and everything. And, um, really push myself, push myself to the limits in my corporate career. I climbed the ladder, um, got all the promotions, but push my health to beyond limits. And, um, you know, I've listened to some of your podcasts and I know what you, you understand that. So, um, the adrenal glands were shot. Everything was just being really pushed. And so as I was approaching, um, the beautiful age of 50, um, my little spirit started tugging at me well before that, but I was, I was definitely not ready, but, um, started tugging at me to say, you know what, this isn't what you're meant to do here. You're meant to help people and really share your story and your journey. And so, I finally started to listen and started to do my own spiritual work to really find the courage to take that leap, um, had to do a lot of internal work to do that. So, um, I finally did that. I finally took the leap and went back to school and studied hypnotherapy and coaching. And, um, as I worked with people's energy, had to, uh, understand how to work with that as an empath, um, that's why I started taking Reiki and being a Reiki master and I always knew I was an empath, but it took on a whole new level when I became a healer and, and working with, with clients. So how did you know when we were kind of in the corporate world and working your way up the ladder? I mean, how did you begin to figure out that this really wasn't the path for you and that mm-hmm. your gifts and, you know, and talents were meant to do something else? Yeah. I think most of my life I was in survival mode and I I just didn't know it until I had no other choice, but to notice and every cell in my body, um, every, every little spidey sense that I had started to say, 
you know, you're breaking down and this isn't what you're meant to do. So I, I think I just had to become very unhappy and unhealthy and notice that, you know, things don't feel right. Things aren't in alignment. Why am I making so much money and I'm not happy? Why do I have everything I'm supposed to have? And I still don't feel good enough. Nothing is ever enough. And I have, you know, beautiful children, but at the time my marriage was falling apart, things weren't going well. And so I had to really face some truths, which were what's going on inside of me and um, why am I not filling my own cup? Cause this other stuff doesn't fill my cup. And frankly, nobody's cup can be filled up on the outside. <laughs> we got to look inside. So I did that, the tough work. I was always petrified of therapy and a lot of, um, you know, I, I sort of said I was into self-help and yoga and those things, but I was still afraid to look inside. And so I just dove right into spiritual awakening and retreats and travel and deep, deep work and was just blown open. Um, a lot of crying, a lot of, uh, a lot of that. Um, but that was when I realized that, you know, when we know we're enough, a whole world wakes up inside of you and, and you start to know, well, why can't I do another career? Of course I can. I'm enough. I've got all these other skills I can make. I can create more income. My income isn't dependent on these other skills or these other people. I have potential. I have, I'm, it's endless. You live in a field of possibility and not predictability. And I always lived in that predictability where you got to do this, you got to do this, you got to do this, and you're supposed to get all these things. But the field of possibility is really where we're meant to live. And that has been what, what my spiritual awakening and my career change has has been about and what I try to bring and deliver to the clients that I work with now through, through hypnosis and energy work and helping them dig through some of that stuff to find their soul and listen. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, um, a lot of time, and you mentioned some health, you know, stuff, um, when you kind of realized that this wasn't your path and that you were breaking down and, and all these things were happening as sort of a message that you needed to, you know, look mm -hmm. elsewhere. Um, and that's always interesting to me. And, you know, when I talk to a lot of patients or clients, uh, there's always a lot of fear. Um, like there's an inner knowing that, you know, they, they need to, stop and look inward and do something else, but there's so much fear. There's like this fear-based mode that really prevents them from taking that leap like yes. you did, for example. And so tell us a little bit about how, how, what's your approach, um, when someone has so much fear and is just kind of locked in. Yeah, I think, um, you know, an approach first is what's, what's the programs and the voices that we have in our head that we've begun to believe as true. So I, I think it's, that's really what I was drawn to with hypnotherapy. I think it, it doesn't have to be hypnotherapy. It can be so many other beautiful modalities for me. That's what, 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 you know, has rung true for me, but with clients, I think it's just what, what are the blocks and the programs and the other, the shoulds and the, the things that we think we must do? What is blocking you from your true essence? What is it that is creating that fear and, and what's preventing you from just listening to your own inner voice? So is it that I'm not enough? Is it that I'll be abandoned? Is it that, um, you know, I, um, money, money comes only when you really, you know, bust yourself and work and bleed and sweat. That was, that was a thing I was, I had a program running that work can't be fun. Are you kidding me? Work has to be terrible and it might go away and everything you have might, you might lose it. That was my truth for a very long time. That was a program that I had. That was my fear. Um, and I had to realize, whoa, that's, that's not my program. That was my parents, my mother's program, and maybe her parents program an ancestral, energy line that I was here to break. Um, it's not my truth. Why is that my truth? But it was really part of who I was and it still creeps in. Sometimes I'll say, uh, uh, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> That's not mine. 
And, but you find yourself, I mean, it's like the success is, I mean, is there for you because you really believe you are enough now. And so it's coming to you. It's like attracted to you. Yeah. Yes. So I think to, to go back to your question, finding out what, what are the programs for every client? It's different for every person. It's different. So why is it that someone isn't believing they're enough or loving themselves enough or believing an untruth is truth. Where and when did we believe that to believe that belief to be true? Because we all have them. And sometimes my belief is we were born with some of this stuff. And um, I've had too many sessions with clients in the womb, believing things before they're even born, which is just incredible. And so we come into the world, believing things and you know, I, I love the fact that as we heal other people heal. And so as we break through these fears, I have watched and my, my own parents don't even know what I'm healing, what I'm doing. And I'm watching them heal. It's like, this is awesome. They don't even know. Um, but I see them getting lighter in ways and just the energy shifting. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, I was taking some courses and, and how our energy fields do affect one another. And so it's really interesting because even when I, and I I really kind of knew that even working with a lot of, you know, patients, you know, and a lot of pain and depression and and then your energy just like, you know, kind of slumps down a little bit. And so I, you know, I do have to learn how to maintain that energy field. So it actually can kind of perfuse the room and hopefully catch on a little bit as well. So I thought that I thought learning that was a little bit interesting. Um, very. So talking about hypnotherapy and hypnosis. So I do a lot of clinical hypnosis for my patients and, um, a lot of people do have some misconceptions about hypnosis. And so, um, as the expert, do you want to talk a little bit about how you talk about hypnosis to your clients? Sure. Well, I, I think, I have fun talking about, you know, I'm not going to make you act like a chicken and all those things. And, and I think, um, just sharing what a natural state it is and how, you know, we go in and out of this autopilot mode all day long, you know, we're doing the dishes, your kids talking to you and you don't even hear it, hear them. You're like, wait, what? (laughs) And so, you know, just explaining, um, I'm not a very, you know, I didn't go to medical school like you did and other people did. So my background is, I can explain things in a very simple way in that, you know, our brain can go in these different waves and there's alpha brain waves and theta brain waves. And just like when you're dozing off, when you're watching TV and your brain in these particular brain waves is very open to suggestions and ideas. And, you know, and I've even found, depending if I'm speaking with men or women, I have to change the language as men don't love being suggestible or open to suggestions. I found that, uh, oh, no, 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 that might be, that might make me weak. So, um, so we just changed the language, but I think just explaining that, you know, we are not, you are not born being afraid or, or believing that you can't, you're not enough always. I mean, some of these energies do come in, but a baby, a baby believes that, you know what, I don't care if I got food on my face, chubby thighs, dirty diaper. I'm awesome. Look at me laugh. Everybody's staring at me or they try to walk. They fall down. They get back up. They fall down. It's like no one's stopping them. Right. And yet somewhere along the line, we learn all these things. And so as I'm talking about hypnotherapy, I'm saying, we're just going to go back in and find out when and where did you find these things that are just preventing you from being you and take away these untruths and allow you just to be you and rewire and recode in. And that's the the beauty of the brain is neuroplasticity and just allow you in a very simple, pure way to quickly and efficiently rewire and recode in some of the things that you're just meant to know and do. And um, if it's a habit like smoking or some of these other things, you know, you can explain it in other ways, but um, it's really just peeling back the onion of who you really are and allowing your true essence to come through. And I think when they understand that you're right, when I was five, I was killer. I could jump off of this and that and with a cape and I thought I could do anything. Um, and, or understanding, yeah, that was my mom's fear. And she made me afraid every time I went outside to roller skate that I could die, but that that's not me anymore. I'm not five anymore. I'm, I'm an adult and I'm okay now. Yeah. I, 
I really think hypnosis is, you know, one of the best strategies for most people, especially in the healing realm. And I, I really try and advocate for it as much as possible. Now I do, I see a lot of teens and so it's a little bit harder, but, um, yes. it's, it's, you know, I always say it's way better than meditation. It's more fun. Um, it's, you know, really like a daydreaming with a goal and, um, and you can use your, you know, creative imagination, creative visualization. And what's cool about it is exactly what you said is that, you know, your true essence comes out your true as you become more connected to your true essence, to your spirit. And that is one of the most important aspects of learning how to heal. Mm -hmm. And, um, what's also kind of interesting too, is that, Um, I heard this the other day about hypnosis, um, which I use a lot in, in different energy field practices, but, um, you can release what no longer serves you. Yes. And that is, that is one of the definitions of healing. And so I thought that was really cool because hypnosis is a perfect way to use that and release what no longer serves. Yes. Yes. You know, I'm working with a a 14 year old right now and, and he's really reminding me the beauty of just pure healing. And so he asked me some, such interesting questions about hypnosis when we're talking to, you know, quote unquote, the part that ha- has created some, some health issues that he has. And, um, it has told him in hypnosis that they're there to protect him and also to give him attention, going to the doctors with his mom and kind of serving him, right? Like you say, and, and, and he says, you know, Miss Christina, um, why can I talk to these parts and why do they talk to me back? Why are they telling me that they're here to protect me? And so that's an interesting conversation, right? Is, well, you are them and they are you. And, and yet, you know, everything is here to serve you. So it's not a bad thing. It's not here. You know, we're not here to berate or say, you know, this never should have happened. These were lessons he needed to learn. And, you know, I've got to take this to a 14 year old level in a way he can comprehend it, but he comprehends it so much more in many ways than I do because he gets it completely gets it. And he's like, Oh, well, I don't need that to protect me anymore. Okay. Bye-bye. And, you know, and he's on his way to healing. He's like, oh yeah, I did used to think that made me unique, that health issue, but I'm unique now. I'm artistic. I make cartoons. I don't need that anymore. Bye-bye. Yeah, that is cool. It yeah. doesn't serve. It doesn't serve him anymore. Cool. Yeah, no, that's exactly where, you know, most patients and most clients, like if they can get to that point where that one health issue or symptom or condition is like a message, just a message, you know, it serves them in that capacity. And then let's get the message. Let's understand the message. Let's move on. Let's release it and move on with our life. So, yeah, I think that's super interesting. And, and even the part about talking about the limiting beliefs that you were talking about earlier in that, um, you know, coaching and, and the hypnotherapy is definitely one way to explore that and to become more connected to some of these beliefs that really aren't ours, um, personally, and even the intergenerational trauma or intergenerational. Sure. Yeah. Even the energy, um, can change who we are from our grandparents, great grandparents. And so I think it is important to kind of explore that, um, in, you know, hypnosis. So, um, as part of your, um, practice, uh, what are some of the issues, um, that you often see, um, in the people that come to you? Well, I think the, the epidemic of I'm not enough is probably the biggest one that just instantly comes out. So, um, when I was training, they, they shared that it would be common. And I thought, yeah. Okay. You know, but absolutely it's, um, it's, it's unfortunately it's, it seems to be that we're born in this culture and the society that we're almost always compared to something. We're almost always having to step it up or, you know, go big or go home or something. Right. So the, not enough seems to be everywhere. I'm not a good enough, good enough mom. I'm not skinny enough or smart enough or, um, fast enough or learning technology enough. I, I mean, just pick one. So that's a big one. And this, um, even as I work with a lot of empaths and sensitives is 
learning how to wrestle and understand and work with in a world that is, um, doesn't always embrace the sensitivities. So helping, helping my clients turn that into a superpower and not a burden of, I feel everyone's emotions and I feel everyone's feelings. Cause you know, I am, I do draw a lot of impasse being an empathic person myself, having grown up, really not even realizing I was an empath and feeling my, my mother and my family, single mother growing up and just so much trauma and, um, looking back saying, Oh, okay. Now I, now I understand and can see so much. Um, but helping clients understand and know that, all right, let's learn and show you how you can be compassionate in the world and yet not always be a sponge and soak up everyone else's, <laughs> everyone else's stuff, but you can still be passionate and you can still be this loving soul in this soul that wants to connect and make deep connections. Because I think the the fear they come often with, or almost being depressed about is I don't, they don't know how to be themselves because they feel so deeply, but often that comes and brings anxiety or depression. So how do you balance that? So yeah. showing they can still shine their light and still balance that. Is it's, it, it's a dance. It's totally definitely tough. I've read so many empath books as an empath myself too. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, I, I work with a lot of patients every single day and a lot of very sick patients. And so, um, and I do tend, I do have some intuition and, and do feel, you know, quite a bit. And so I always, it was like, I always, I have to really protect myself yeah. because it is, I mean, I know it's a superpower, but it is hard to work with. It is definitely like a whole training program to figure mm -hmm. out how oh, it to, is. Yeah. How to turn that into a superpower. It is. It is. When I first, um, you know, I did a lot of energy work to even, like I said, leave the, the corporate career. You know, I, I got divorced after 25 years. Oh, wow. Uh, you know, this is a major life change and then went through a spiritual journey and, and decided, all right, I'm going to leave this career and, and, and go out on my own. But, um, as I started to do this new career, seeing clients. So I, I knew about energy and I, I, I was fascinated with all that, but after every client, I started running to the bathroom. I was getting sick and I thought, okay, how am I supposed to do this? How am I supposed to see these clients? And I was getting so nauseous. Sometimes in the middle of a session, I'd have to leave, go get sick, come back, get sick. I mean, I was really, really sick. I was so sick taking in all the trauma, all the energy. And I thought, oh. wow, I got to figure this out because I really want to do this career. How am I going to do this? So I, I went and became a Reiki master and really learned how to protect myself and ground and earth. And, and now, um, once in a blue moon, the I'll get a little nauseous and I'll think, uh Oh, did I not protect myself enough? Did I not do something in my, my spiritual ritual before I, every session, every client, and if I skip a little bit of something, I'll feel it. Yeah, exactly. I, that's exactly what I have to do. And I have to do it. I do have to do this in the morning. And I, this is the one thing where I'm kind of messing up just a little bit. I'm great at night, but in the morning, right before I start the day, I'm not as good at, so I still have to work on it, but tell us, cause I use the grounding. I do a lot of grounding and I do a lot of, um, movement of my own energy field. Um, yeah. tell us a little bit about what you do, um, in terms of how you ground and how you kind of cleanse yourself and, and yeah, earth. Yeah, sure. Sure. So, I mean, I have a very, um, uh, I have a, a formal, I guess I would say morning ritual that I do that, uh, that, I guess is separate than, than the earth thing, which is chanting and praying and meditating and, and then journaling. But um, before every session, and I live in California, so it really doesn't even rain very often. So I can go outside and stick my feet in the grass. There's no snow, nothing like that. So um, not complaining, but before every single session, I do take off my shoes. I go outside, I put my feet in the grass or the dirt or do something. And I do visualize um, you know, my energy and my roots going down into mother earth and coming right back up into me feeling very supported, um, and feeling, you know, feeling that energy and that groundedness and also creating a bubble around me. I often will zip up my energy physically, you know, do the motion of zipping up my energy. Um, and then after a session, 
where I sometimes get a little sloppy, um, is unzipping myself and leaving that energy. And, you know, I always ask for, um, guides and spirits and, and protection, and only that is of the highest and best interest and anything that is of a low vibration is not welcome. And the end of the session, I say, thank you. We're done. Um, anything, you know, beyond this that's for that client can go with them. And I'm on to, you know, something else. Um, when I don't do that, I find out, I feel the energy kind of hanging around. Um, and yeah. I need to kind of unzip. I'll, I'll sage, I'll do things. And sometimes I'll go back outside, reground back into the earth. And it, it makes such a difference. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what we learned. It's, it's very similar because I always ask um, questions about when people are learning, working with the energy and the spirit and, and you know, what they do for as their tools. Um, mm -hmm. And it's very similar um, across the board. And so, Is it it, yeah. And, and so what I've done now in, in teaching, you know, a lot of patients hypnosis is I'm also teaching them the grounding method because Excellent. I, and, and really just sending all negative or foreign energy, energy that's not themselves, you know, into the earth through that energetic cord. And I really feel that is mm -hmm. like a very, a step that shouldn't be missed. Um, I like when, that. Yeah. When trying to heal. So I really, yeah, I really like that too. Um, so yeah, that's awesome. Um, so, uh, tell us a little bit about, um, this is a big one because <laughs> I have a lot of friends and I used to have this issue myself and maybe I probably have this issue still. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I have because most they, issues still. They're just, they go, come and go. <laughs> but, but it's probably because I say yes to too many things. Um, but I like to experience life. Okay, come on. But setting boundaries. Um, oh. Yes. Okay, so setting boundaries. So I have this friend and it's not me, but it, it probably could be me, but it is a real friend. I'm not making this person up who knows I mean, she's incredible and, and, you know, great at her career and has a wonderful family and, and, you know, is just very grounded, but, um, she gives a lot of her energy, uh, her time, um, doing everything for everyone else, but herself. Mm. Um, and so this is, this is definitely common and, and, you know, she definitely wants to, you know, change her career and do something else and, you know, empower herself. And so how do you work with individuals who don't really set these boundaries for themselves so they can take care of themselves versus, yeah. you know, taking care of others? Yeah. Well, I think we need to find out why, um, what's the root, uh, and, you know, behind people pleasing is usually a lack of, you know, there's a reason why there's a lack of either self-love or a belief that it was never okay to make time for yourself that wasn't allowed, or, um, it was never honored time, you know, time for yourself. So there's, you know, could some version of that. Right. And also, you know, this concept that, you know, we have these cups, I'm working with a coach now who really emphasizes, we have these cups of approval, safety, and, um, oh gosh, I can't remember the other one, but approval and safety and control. And we often give other people these cups to fill. And so as a people pleaser, we'll often say, you know, even as mothers, we do this a lot to our kids. Let me do everything for you. And I'll feel, I'll feel better. i I feel like I've done a good job and I'm, I feel, you know, I, my life's in control and I feel really safe and good and happy. And I've done all these things Well, they grow up and, you know, I'm even dealing with this now. My youngest is a senior and he's about to study abroad in Italy. And I yesterday had to do a cord cutting thing here in my own office because I thought, okay, I got a little too many cords stuck in him because I need to let him go and fly because I am giving him a cup to fill, to make me feel like I'm being a good mother. And that's not a good boundary. I don't have, I need to let that go. So, you know, why, why? Because there's something I'm missing here. I fill my own cup up. We all fill our own cups up. So I think I, I try to find out why, and then through practice, show clients and show ourselves that once you can fill your own cup up, it is such freedom. Um, and I, I find that even with clients, I've had to, um, when I put the emphasis that it's my responsibility to heal them and, and, you know, get better that I'm not doing them any favors. 
that's, you know, that's a cord and connection that they're, you know, they're feeling that burden. And when I can cut that free, it's, it's their journey, not my journey. And, you know, that's a boundary even that I need to set. Uh, so boundaries are, they look different. Yeah, I agree. I, um, yeah, I used to have a ton of boundary issues and you know, I did, I don't think I had a lot of self-worth It you know, it was a decade or maybe two decades ago. And, and, you know, making that first step of saying no to my friends or no to my family, it was very, you know, it was very fear-based at first. And then it's like, oh yeah, this is awesome. (laughs) so easy now. Yes. It is so easy. Just do that one tiny little no. And it's like, you're like, oh, this is easy. Nothing bad's going to happen to you. You know, no one's going to hate you for that. I mean, and if they do, then you needed to drop them a long time ago. Anyway, you don't need those people in your life. They're probably, you know, energy vampires in your life. So you need to get rid of those people. And so, um, so anyway, I thought that was so injury was like so quick, right. When I said, I was so afraid, right. When I said that, no, to, you know, a friend who needed help moving or, you know, and I just needed time for myself or a friend who needed to crash at my place. I was like, no. And I was like, yes, I can totally do this. I love the boundary. I love more time for myself. I had more energy. I had more health. Um, I didn't feel like my energy was being drained by others. So it's a huge thing. And I I really do feel like I was getting sick because of giving Mm -hmm. away my energy to other people. Yes. And you know, one of the rules of the mind is it, it, our mind moves towards what's familiar and away from what's unfamiliar. So if never setting boundaries is familiar, you're right. Saying no is going to feel really uncomfortable and your mind and your whole body physically is going to like, what's going on. But the more you do it, it becomes more familiar and you're right. Nobody else really freaks out as much as we do. (laughs) They're kind of fine until, and then we're, Oh, this isn't that hard, but even if they do react because they need to also understand and let this new behavior become familiar. So they might react at first and you have to teach, we teach people how to treat us, right? So we also have to just understand and, and know that sometimes us setting a boundary is actually teaching people beautiful lessons to allow them to work on their own, um, their own fears and their own issues. Exactly. And I, yes, people need to, um, empower themselves to take care of themselves. Yes. Um, and I think, that is one of the best ways to heal a doctor, a therapist, um, a Reiki master. I mean, we are not healing you. You are the ones healing yourself. And so, yeah, that's a, that's a big thing that you're giving your power away. If you think someone else is going to take care of you. And, and so, and that's a big thing. If you give your power away, you're giving your energy away. And when you give your energy away, you can get sick. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. Yeah. You know, one of the, catalyst to, um, me becoming a hypnotherapist was I, I was planning on leaving my career. I didn't quite know what I wanted to do. And my divorce had just become final. My oldest son moved out of state. My youngest baby was going off to college. So it was going to be me in the house with the dog. And I, all of a sudden got vertigo very, very bad. I had this health crisis that was, it was pretty monumental. And I started going to every doctor, nothing they, nobody could figure out how to help me. And I went for about six months to seeing all these neurologists. Um, you name it. I went there probably 25 different doctors uh, from UCLA to UCI, you name it. Uh, people, friends got me into specialists. I could hardly work. And, um, and I finally, I went to a Cairo. I finally, um, realized I intuitively knew, okay, this is about the fact that I'm now alone (laughs) and my world is spinning out of control, you know, energetically, I need to really get a hold of the fact that, you know, my life is changing. My babies are leaving. What does this mean? Who am I now? And am I this, how, how can I redefine and reframe my life and who I am? And I went to a chiropractor. I started feeling a little better and I went to a neurologist and they laughed at me when I said I was feeling better after the chiropractic treatment. And it hit me right then and there. I said, do you want me to get better or do you not want me to get better? Why are you laughing? And, oh, you know, that was probably just a fluke that you felt better. And I walked out of there and 
I listened to a meditation that night, a hypnotherapy meditation called the healing vortex. And I felt so much better. And I started thinking, okay, this something's going on here. This is energetic and emotions and I'm in control. I can heal myself. And I started feeling better and better and better. And I'll never forget the doctor's look and in the face. And I thought I am, I can heal myself because I've been to all these doctors and I need doctors. Don't get me wrong. I need them. There's a place, but for this situation in my life, this wasn't that <laughs> I need to heal myself and um, get grounded and reframe. And okay. I'm still a mom. The kids just aren't under the roof. I'm still a mom and redefine who I am and I'm going to be okay. Yeah. That is so interesting. I love that, that you got vertigo because your life felt like spinning out of control. So it manifested yeah. in physical symptoms. It did. It did. It did. Uh, that is funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, but it is, it's very true. And that's where, you know, I'm starting to take more of these courses and, and kind of understand, you know, I know, I understand the physical body, you know, wonderfully well as a physician. Um, but there's this huge missing piece in the conventional healthcare system, even though I'm you know, working in a conventional healthcare system, you know, the energy and the, the spirit aspect of ourselves is much bigger, um, and much more powerful than just going to the doctor. Um, yeah. yeah. Just this marriage of all of it is really, I think where the beauty is, we just put all this stuff together. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I just wish there was, you know, a way, you know, because it's, everyone's in private practice and, you know, in small little bunches. Um, whereas, you know, the healthcare system is one, you know, big confluent, you know, big organization, you know, across, you know, whole United States. And, and so it's just, it's hard for people to know that this is like the real medicine, you know, yes. that you're doing and, and, um, what so many others, you know, on this podcast are doing is, is really like the root, really getting at the root mm -hmm. issue and breaking it down, releasing what no longer serves us and building our strength and building our, um, kind of power, um, back up so that we can really kind of be limitless in a way. Yeah. I, I already have three clients written down that I want to listen to your podcast because, you know, and that I've been talking to because that I, and I also refer to my local integrative doctors and, you know, functional nutritionists and to know that there's other options, that there's a, there's other philosophies and ways of thinking and looking. And, um, and the more we share and get these ideas and concepts out, because I know for many clients, it's just, it's a complete shift. And many clients I see, they won't even tell their families they're seeing me because it won't be accepted. And I, and I'm like, okay, well, you know, that's okay. Um, but you know, slowly they'll start to dip out and say, okay, I told my friend, I, I, you know, I told my friend I had a Reiki session. I told my friend, I, I went to hypnotherapy, but I haven't told, I haven't told my doctor yet. <laughs> and I thought, well, you know, we're, we all have goals. <laughs> so. Oh my gosh, that is funny because, um, I'm just kind of like open about everything. And so I am too. I am too. <laughs> I'm like, oh, great. What if someone listens to this at my um, hospital and I'm like, ah, whatever, you know, yeah. this is, this is the real stuff. So yeah. whatever, whatever their judgment is. <laughs> yeah. Throw it against the wall. Um, so another thing, as we were talking about kind of empowerment and just like building our strength, um, hypnosis can do so much of that. Um, I mean, so can energy work as well. And so I kind of wanted to delve into that topic a little bit more just because sure. I, I mean, I'm such a big proponent of, you know, what you're doing and, um, I just, you know, I really want everyone to just at least try it, um, for themselves. Um, because once you start doing this hypnosis, I mean, you cannot go back. I mean, it, it really is that transformational, uh. um, for every aspect of your life and who you are and how good you feel. Um, because it, you really are just, you're more powerful than, you know, as a human being. And mm -hmm. I think hypnosis can get you there. Um, and so I'm sure you've worked with a lot of clients. Um, and so what's your kind of experience with that? So, you know, whether it's physical issues or emotional issues, I think, the, the idea is 
once we get to the root of what's behind it and an understanding that, you know, I can give you some affirmations to say and some visualizations and you'll feel better, but let's get to the root behind it in hypnosis. And when we just quiet your conscious mind and this analytical mind that is, is chitter chattering and, and, you know, telling you what you think you should do or know or feel or believe, we can just quiet that. And, and your subconscious mind, whether you believe it or not is running the show. It's the program. It's the hard drive. It's, it's running the show. (laughs) And so I, I think the more people that we just frankly understand and share that information, once we understand, you know, it's just like any hard drive and, you know, when we can go in and find out the root of what is behind a belief or that there are beliefs in there and really dig in and find out more about them and then reframe them. So, you know, reframing them and giving them new meaning a new purpose. And it's like looking through a kaleidoscope. And when you turn it, you look at something and you understand it differently. So it's not like anyone's life experience has changed, but the meaning they attach to maybe what happened to their, to their, you know, in their life or to a circumstance or um, in their past, the meaning they attach to it can mean a completely different thing. And when you understand something differently, you can never you know, uh, you can never change that. You completely understand it differently. And then through hypnosis and repetition, you listen to an audio over and over, you rewire and recode in this different belief and it just becomes who you are. You don't have to try hard. It just is who you are. And so we find out what is the kink, what's, you know, what's the block, what is causing the migraines? You know, I I just worked with a client who was suffering from migraines, a beautiful girl in college. And, you know, we found out she had been molested and she was a younger and she always told her parents, I don't feel good. So she didn't have to be around the person who was molesting her. That was a family friend. Well, she grew up 10 years later and she has some stress migraines kick in boom, going to stop you from doing anything in life. Cause that's what we did before it thought it was helping her. Um, and so now we went in, we found out why she got them in the first place. We reframed that you are safe. Now that was then this is now she had actually even told her parents and the person had been, you know, fa- face their, their, um, consequences, but that didn't change in her mind why her mind was protecting her. We had to do that. We reframed it. She texts me about a month ago. I'm thriving. I'm interviewing for jobs. I'm going to concerts. I'm hanging out with my girlfriends. And we had one session. Wow. We had one session. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And this was um, a friend of a friend. She's like, Hey, I'm in town in California. Um, My cousin told me you did this. I go back to Michigan tomorrow. Can you see me today? And I was like, okay, come over. And we did, we did a session and, you know, I talked to her on the phone and I followed up and we did some, you know, little follow-up work with her um, for a few weeks, but then she was a busy college student and she listened to the audio. And I sent her a few other things to listen to. Um, But talk about reframing something that her mind had attached a different meaning to. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you have, um, clients do different strategies as well, mostly hypnosis, or do you also have different strategies for each different client for each client? Um, it's all hypnosis, but the type of hypnotherapy I do is rapid transformational therapy or RTT. No, you probably heard of it. I did. Um, Yeah. I actually, I heard of it actually looking on your website. So really the, the idea is that again, we get to the root of it, but depending on what it is, there's different ways we interrupt that. So for example, um, if it's a physical, a physical illness or something, we might, um, approach it by asking the part inside, um, what is its role, function, purpose, and intention? And it will literally tell us, um, Mm. similar to some other therapies I found, um, even EMDR that I've experienced personally has some similarities. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. no, that's fabulous. Yeah, Um, no, that's the way to do it. Yep. Yep. Um, upgrading the child is another technique we use, which is huge. So, you know, our inner child is again, um, we create beliefs and, um, 
there to protect us or even sometimes there to punish us if we feel or to get attention. There's different things that are going on and we find out why. Um, and a lot of times we're stuck in this um, inner child mode for whatever reason, we just need to take that inner child and upgrade them into our lives now. So there's a process where we'll upgrade them and take them into where the client lives now and make them feel protected and safe. And it's a whole, it's a whole beautiful experience, but they're able to kind of parent them, parent that inner child and love and protect them and integrate them into um, it's one of my favorite tools to use because it's just so spiritual and beautiful mm -hmm. um, to integrate that part of them. Yeah, I've, I've done it before. Yeah, yeah, I've definitely had to do it. It is it is wonderful. It is really, really cool um, yeah. to do. I think it's it's very important um, as part of that um, healing transformation. Mm -hmm. um, it I, I think it's definite must um, to kind of go back to who we are and and, you know, really kind of thinking just about this life in general is, you know, it's all about just, you know, loving who we are, developing our gifts, learning as we go, connecting with other individuals and just kind of really being the true authentic person, you know, that we are. Um, and that's it. Just making it easy, making it effortless. We don't have to suffer to succeed. We don't. Um, yeah, we don't. And and we're like primed for that as that belief system. We are totally primed. We have to suffer to succeed. And so oh, yeah. we are, we are, you know, work is hard, play hard, work hard, you know, all these things that, um, I was raised, you know, I'm a product of the eighties. So it was like work, work, work and the grind. And that's all that matters. And <laughs> Yeah. Um, you know, same. wear your high heels all day and type of thing. And, um, you know, I, I, I am finding that, you know, just deprogramming a lot of these things. Um, I, the, my children's generation, um, you know, they'll have different things, I guess, to deprogram, but, um, you know, it's, it's, it's just finding, peeling it back and finding what, what your true essence is. And, and it, it, this doesn't have to be complicated. Hypnotherapy is not complicated. Um, it's a tool that's available. Anybody can do it. I want everyone to know. Um, I'm sure you hear a lot of people say, is it, you know, is it, I don't know if that'll work for me. Um, you know, yeah. Some people with a lot of anxiety, I do have to work with them beforehand to just calm them down and get them nice and relaxed first. And I'll give them something to listen to maybe for a week or so beforehand, or, you know, there's different techniques, but, um, if it's, you have to want to heal, um, you know, I I'm probably not going to convince you that you should heal, but, um, it can work for you if you want it to. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And it, sometimes it takes a while for a person to get there. Um, yes. again, you know, maybe it's serving, um, us for one reason or another, you know, the pain might be serving you for something in that moment and that's okay. You know? Yeah. Right. It's totally. Okay. And, and you'll get over it soon enough. I mean, you can heal. Um, so I, I find that interesting too, because I, I definitely experienced that as well. And, you know, every person's different and, you know, we just kind of work with you along the way, but, um, but yeah, I just, I love this. I think you're doing such a fabulous, I mean, you're just helping so many people you're serving and people that really, really need this. I really think that this should be as part of everyone's doctor's visit. <laughs> I agree. I love that. I love that. I was like, I wish we could have this as a doctor's visit, like a, um, or a medical home, like a wellness thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that would be a dream. That would be so amazing for, um, everyone going through some kind of chronic symptom. Um, I was going to ask you too, do you recommend any books to your patients or your to clients at all? Or well, you know, the body keeps the score. I'm sure you've read yeah. that. Yeah. Uh -huh. That's a great one. I mean, it's a little, it gets a little intense, it but does, um, yes. <laughs> it gets a little intense, you know, um, tell yourself a better lie is a book that was written by Marissa peer. Um, she created RTT hypnotherapy. And, and the reason I love that book is it's easy to read, but it's, it walks through hypnotherapy in a way that I think is so beautiful and easy for people to understand. And it talks about these lies that we tell ourselves. And if you're going to tell yourself a lie, cause that's what you're doing when you tell yourself you're not good enough, or you're not, 
you know, all these other things we tell ourselves. Um, and she kind of, she kind of has this funny thing. It's like, well, then just tell yourself a better lie because, you know, tell, why not tell yourself you're awesome? You know, just tell yourself, you know, you're not, it's not a lie that you're awesome, but you know, this funny joke that just tell yourself a better lie. Like you're some rock star, go for it, you know? Um, but she walks through, she has stories and examples from clients and how hypnotherapy worked and changed. And it's not a big long book, um, but it's a very, um, I love it. If people are skeptical, uh, they, they read it and, and they're, it makes sense. They're in. Oh, cool. I have to check that out. Cause I hadn't heard of that one. So maybe that'll be a good one for. Yeah. My patient. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'll check it out. That sounds awesome. Okay. And then for the listeners, um, at health is power, how can people find you? What services do you offer? Um, and, um, let us know also your social media too. Sure. Great. Thank you. So I can be found on wisewoods.com, W-I-S-E-W-O-O-D-S. And I work primarily with clients one-on-one through what I call an empowerment transformation 90 program. It's about a 90 day program. And we work one-on-one with usually two or three hypnotherapy sessions and coaching. I really find the follow-up in between the sessions is just, it's, it's amazing. Um, I'll throw in some Reiki and some energy healing in between. And so we really just work on supporting that process. Um, it's, it's a spiritual journey. It's a a kind of a melting away of old beliefs and, you know, it, it deserves time and space and holding space. So, um, the empowerment transformation program is what I'm really working on right now. And I also, um, have a a free giveaway free.wisewoods.com. And that is um, a praise muscle exercise. So I think it's so important every day to just, you know, sometimes we struggle with just praising ourselves, saying nice things to ourselves. Um, I have on my phone little alarms that come on throughout the day that say I'm enough, you're a heartfelt healer, they just pop up. But this praise muscle exercise worksheet that you can get if you download it on free.wisewoods.com, just kind of is a little something that you can do or everybody can do very easily. You can even do it with kids and um, for fun or guests that just walks you through little things you can do to uplift yourself because we are all enough. Yes. And we need that. We definitely do. And, and it, it works, um, when you do uplift yourself, um, and praise yourself because it does make you feel like you are enough. And when you are enough, you're so powerful and you can do anything that you dream to do. Oh, it's changed my life. And I love, I love this work. I love what you're doing. It's infectious. I've listened to like five episodes. And I plan on listening ah, to more. Thank so <laughs> thanks so much. That's so nice of you. Well, yeah. thanks so much for being here, Christina. I'm going to also everyone, um, I'm going to put all of Christina Woods's oh, yeah. um, info in the podcast details. It'll also be on our Instagram, Facebook, and, and then um, our show notes as well at www.healthispower.com. Um, and so thanks for being here, Christina. Thank you.